Hey, before we go into today's podcast, let me just quickly ask you, do you follow me on Instagram already? It would mean a lot if you would follow me on Instagram. Not only would you be able to keep up with what I'm doing, but also I have some exclusive stuff that I only do there, right? I really like vlogging and keeping you up with what I'm doing in my life, so I decided to vlog on Instagram, IGTV. Every week on Mondays, I've got a last week coming out. And another thing that I've done that I've enjoyed a lot was going live later last month, so I'm gonna do that again this month, and at least once a month I'll go live and check up on you guys, and that's gonna happen next week. I'd love to have you there and get your comments and messages, so please do follow me at DeFrancisco underscore one. Hello and welcome to the David Francisco podcast. I hope you're doing great. Thanks so much for joining me. It's great to have you here. Today on the podcast, I have a good friend, a better enemy, it's a, it's a complicated relationship, the OJMO. We talk about a lot of things, actually. We catch up on just what he's been up to, what I've been up to as well. We discuss his name and or, or double names <laughs> even further to add to all the discussion that has been had about... Michael Locus slash the OJMO. We talk about wrestling in front of no fans, small crowds. What was the smallest crowd we've ever wrestled in front of? It was a very fun and easygoing conversation that we had, and I'm sure that you're going to enjoy it as much as we did. Today on the David Francisco podcast, the catch-up with the OJMO. OJMO, are you going to give me the exclusive and tell me exactly what OJMO actually stands for? Right? Is this where you're going to finally say what the OGMO stands for? I, I, I did it already on Twitter. Did you not? Were you no, not, no. Were you, you not subscribed? You, you, I'm sorry. <laughs> you, you mean follow? Right? No, I mean, like, put the notifications on for each tweet. <laughs> That's like. I, I do, yeah. Yeah. For me. Yeah, absolutely. I have a. I have it. It's, it's, uh, it's you and Portuguese boomer images. It's the two accounts that I have subscribed <laughs> and that I always need to follow. It's great. It's it's. I wish I could share it with you because like it's all in Portuguese, but it's it's tremendous. Anyways, you explained the O and the J, right? Um, Owen James, right? It's 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 from Owen Hart. For those Correct. of you who don't know what we're talking about, right? But the M and the O are not explained. Okay, and it's 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 a shame that you had to be booked by Ref Pro, right? <laughs> and I had to. I have to thank Andy Quilden for for whatever I assume the MO is, as opposed to you just coming forward and being being open and clear about your name. All right. What's funny is um <laughs> I'm pretty sure after I put that tweet out, Andy Quilden himself asked me, so what does the MO stand for? And I couldn't <laughs> believe it. I was like, come on, <laughs> sir. You're smarter than that. <laughs> <laughs> you did this, Andy. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. But yeah, I've got, I've um, got Andy Corden to thank for many things, actually. <laughs> you do, actually. Well, um, and and I I do want to talk about them, uh, but I'm I'm really fixated on this name thing. I apologize. We're going to go on a name rant. Um, or Or I'm not going to go on a name rant. We're just going to go on a name rampage. I don't know what the word is. I can't speak this language, Michael. But... Uh, <laughs> um i know this amuses you as well um but did it bother you when andy quilden was like 
you know this name? Uh, um, I don't get it, so we're not going to use it. Oh my god, absolutely! Um, you 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 come into wrestle. Well, it's not even that. If you rewind again, like I come, I told the story of where the name came from, and so like that's that's over twenty years ago of when I came up with the name. So I've had this name for if I was to ever be a wrestler for 20 years, I become a wrestler. I use it. It's getting popular. It's getting over. It's a, it's what I'm known as. And so for it to be a thing where Andy says, yeah, we're not going to use it. I was like, Oh, come on, come on. We've got, we've got to, but I tell you, I tell you what's most annoying. The most annoying thing about it. And I've spoken to someone about this before when they asked, <laughs> when it's going to change. I was like, I think the most annoying thing is that I, I I agree with him and I agree with what he's trying to do. He hasn't explained it to me fully, but like when I, when I had to use Michael Oku, it was because the idea was that I was going to become a contender. So naturally I wouldn't have any kind of gimmick name. And that was fine. That was fine. Okay, I'm, uh, I'll be my name and I'll be a contender. That'll be my name. And once I graduate from contenders, then I'll be the OJMO. But then, as he was booking me, it seemed to be the thing where like, I became like, uh, what's the word? People could relate to me. I became relatable. And and people could identify with me. And I was just that underdog babyface. And I was like the underdog babyface of the company. And I can see how, if you want to be that relatable underdog babyface, having a name, a human name, is better than having some kind of, you know, over-the-top, larger-than-life character name. So, I mean, the only solace that I can live with is the fact that it is actually my name. I feel like if it was just a random name, I wouldn't be okay with it. But the fact that it is my name, there's only so much I can actually have a problem with it. There's two things I want to say here. One is the fact that we're all lucky that it wasn't Michael James. And and I the visual of you in your mind going, I've, I, I wanted to be the OGMO for, for like 20 years now. Who the hell is Andy Quillen to tell me that I can't use this name? Um, it, it entertains me. entertains me deeply. That's me. Um, That's me. <laughs> So has have you not had that conversation with Andy yet about about the name? Or at this point, you're like, I, I guess I'm, you know, undisputed cruiserweight champion Michael Oakland. That's just what's going to be. Yeah, there is that thing where we haven't had a proper like sit down and talk about it. I I, I have pitched things where where I would uh, get my name back, so to speak, and he's kind of just ignored them. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and then there is just that flip side of, well, he's he's booking me against Shingo and Pack and, and Brian Cage and you know I am the cruiserweight champion so maybe <laughs> maybe how how much how bad is it? <laughs> how bad is it to have my real name? I've always been entertained by how annoyed the OGMO we get about the fact that people did not know how to put the dots. In the OGMO. This is how important Michael's name, the OGMO name is to the OGMO, everybody. I can't um, even explain what was, it. <laughs> what, what was the best way someone screwed up your name? And I think I'm talking about both names. Both the OGMO and Michael Oku. 
Well, everybody who's got the name Michael will resonate with the fact that it's the most annoying thing in the world when people spell it with an E-A and not an A-E. Nothing annoys us more, all Michaels of the world, when it's spelled like that. But really, it doesn't even look good. I don't get that. Like it doesn't look good. I've I've written like that before, just like out of like hurriness and not pressing the right the right letter. And I immediately go like, this doesn't look good. Preaching to the choir, man. You're preaching to the choir. Yeah. And like, Uh, yeah. (laughs) And and that's like, and so a lot. All the Michaels hate it so much that we just automatically assume that you're not intelligent if you spell it that way. (laughs) I love it. And like, I don't know, eight out of 10 times, it's a pretty foolproof way of <laughs> gauging someone's intelligence. But the OJMO thing, oh, what's the worst way? It's probably, it's probably OMJO. Just having O-M-J-O, at least it's in capitals, no dots, no the, you know? I am able to live with the fact that if you put the, and then you don't put uh, any dots, that's fine. And I'm okay now with the fact that like people are just saying it without an a V and just no dots. I, I'm okay. I'm all right to live with it. I would I'm okay with people saying that, you know, like online, but I still feel like on match graphics, on nameplates when you're coming down to the ring in the entrance, I need those dots. It just to me, it just looks better. I'm sorry, that's my thing. The best way I've ever seen your name written was i think it was like um like uh, one of those show reviews maybe a, a blog like that or something right and i swear to god someone wrote your name they didn't write the and they wrote capital o and then j m o not capital like ojimo is an actual me. word it's his actual name and I, i'm not going to say it's it's because of the amount of melanin that was in his skin that they thought that that would make sense to them um <laughs> i'm just going to say the sentence and leave it out there <laughs> they, they definitely <laughs> there's definitely something to that where they're like well maybe it's just his name well i mean you know i'm just going to accept this is what his name may be it's a it's a uh, exotic name that i am here to accept when was the last time you had a match? Do you remember? Uh, was it the the No Fans show? Yeah, yeah, it would have been that in March. I, I wish I remember the date. Maybe the sixteenth of March. You know, but it was that. That was it against Paul Robinson. No oh, man, the the, the opener of that show. That's online on YouTube if people want to watch it. Right? Um, it's it's is it weird? I don't think I've ever like. Obviously, we all wrestle in front of no crowds because training and stuff, right? Mm. But the idea of Putting on a show and not resting in front of a crowd, right? And having in mind the like, I'm sure you watch it as well. We all watched when um, WWE and AEW did that before they brought in people to to fill the crowd. Um, New Japan, they did an entire New Japan Cup with no crowd there. Is it weird? Is it like different? Do you, uh, or do you just do your thing and hope the camera get it? It's so difficult. Um, I, I, if I I don't have my timelines correct, but we we weren't obviously the very first show to do no fans, but we were one of them. We were definitely like one of them. And um, that's why it got a lot of traction like worldwide. I know Excalibur of AEW tweeted about it the day after. And obviously Will being on the show and being in charge of the show, it got loads of traction. But we weren't the first ones to do it. And then me being the first match <laughs> of the entire show, it's a lot of like, what's the correct thing to do? Uh, what What would people do? And... And like, 
a crowd really does help make matches and it helps make the show in general. Um, there are so many examples of matches where people say, well, if you turn the sound down, it wouldn't be a good match. And like, <laughs> I, I kind of agree, but like it, it does, it does help with the viewing experience, but it also helps the wrestlers wrestling something to feed off. So when you're in that ring and I'm like, not sure if I should be, playing to people if I should be pretending to play to people which I kind of did at some points like in my entrance and to like start with but when it boils down to it the natural thing to do and I think the best thing to do is just to wrestle focus on the wrestler that you're wrestling and wrestle there are cameras that will pick it up there are commentators that will pick up what you think might have been missed just trust in them and do your business that would be the main difference that I think both from watching um wrestling like that and thinking well what i do if i was in that situation is exactly that like uh, i feel uh, from all the wrestling that i've watched um recently in front of no crowds everything that's been like the most physical has been um or like wrestling oriented has been what worked the best right i watched um this week a few days ago uh, because I hadn't watched it yet, I watched Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles um, from SmackDown, the the end of the the inter intercontinental tournament that they they did. Yes, uh, and like every everyone was talking greatly about that match, and the reason why is because those two just went out there and just wrestled, and it was really fun to watch. They were not the, making themselves depend on reactions or trying to go for that, and it was really enjoying enjoyable as well. Um, probably because of it, it was it was a great lesson there. I think um, I've heard some people say this or use this example, but I do think it is true in a sense of um, they are obviously they are like world class and they are legitimately two of the greatest of all time when you when it all when it's all said and done. But having that independent wrestling experience that they've had, especially I know Brian himself, when you wrestle in front of he's probably wrestled in front of I mean tiny 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 crowds and when you're in that situation. The only thing you can do is focus on doing good wrestling. Or even if you do wrestle in front of like decently sized crowds, there'll be some that just aren't paying attention to what you're doing or they're not really that into you as a wrestler or into the match. And when that happens, you don't want to like just like, you know, get bogged down in trying to see, oh, let me try and make them make noise. Sometimes you just have to like put your hand up and be like, well, let me just wrestle well. And focus on wrestling a good match. And so I feel like with that experience that the both of them have had, for sure, in their careers, doing an empty, empty arena show and, and a match against each other, they just probably use that technique. Also being very vocal is a key point for it as well. But they probably used all those things together and were able to just put on a good match, a hard-hitting match, which also you got to be as well. you got you got to hit harder when there's no noise. Yeah, uh, you could see that um and and like that that physicality is um is key like from everything that i've been seeing it's it's been a big big part of the reason why people are able to to be successful putting up shows like that it's just that physicality it's been a big part of it which 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 makes me think a lot about like how we see wrestling and obviously like from my perspective how we train wrestling as well um it's, it's been it's been a great great lesson to see what people are doing on that well i've seen um, some people say that um I've seen some wrestlers say that working these empty arena matches has been like 
you're back in training school in a, in a bad way as well. Like in a negative sense, it's, back, it's like you're back in training school. And in a sense that it's kind of awkward and uncomfortable. But then there is just that part of like, okay, well, I mean, you could say to trainees that, hey, well, wrestling in front of a training school is as awkward as it's going to get. So if you can overcome that, it only gets easier when you're actually on shows in front of paying customers. Yeah, absolutely. What was the the smallest crowd you've ever wrestled in front of? Oh my gosh, I wish I knew this off the top of my head. Oh, um, it comes to mind when I say this. Okay, uh, there was there was one in. Uh, this is not me bashing them. This is just the size of the venue. But I think BHW is the one that comes to mind. Mm. And uh, that venue is just really small, so you can't even get loads of people in it. And it, uh, it was a sold out crowd, I'm sure, or almost sold out. It's just that you only get like uh, thirty people in. You can you could probably more. get yeah, probably probably more than thirty. But yeah, I worked there once. I've, I've I've been there and watched a few shows there. But like I worked there once in a triple threat match, and uh, yeah, it's just like man, there's not a lot of people here. In fact, I didn't even really think that. My, my mindset is all right. How do I get these people who are here to make noise? And I think I did a good job in doing that. And I feel like that's just the mindset you need to bring to it because it shouldn't be that, like, I just feel like it's 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 kind of easy from experience, like, to make a large crowd make noise because there's a lot of um that kind of, like, pack mentality of, like, mm-hmm. the noise will just, people will just kind of copy copy other people and then the noise just gets made organically. But like when you're in front of a smaller crowd, it's I feel like it takes more work to get them going. And so yeah. if you're able to do Everyone's that. Everyone's shy, everyone can see that you don't want to be the or a lot of people don't want to be the person that gets looked at because they're the ones making noise if in their environment where they're supposed to. It's completely different, yeah. Have you seen um, loads of times in like uh match one of like an indie show where like it's not like a hardcore indie show, but like match one of a show again which doesn't have like a crazy large audience and like the crowd you can see that they're timid you can see that they're applauding in a way it's like "Mm, we're supposed to how excited are we allowed to be should we make noise here and then if you see them at the main event they're like jumping up and down like making loads of noise throwing their beer in the air it's there is always that thing of like easing them into it and you you got to just like there is that education of like yeah no it's okay it's okay you can it's okay to lose noise. yourself you can be a part of it yeah <laughs> uh there was um in portugal in i, think, well, I want to say 2012 maybe i'd have to, to to go back and think about it but basically and I think those were the smallest crowds I wrestled in front of, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there was a, a circus promoter in Portugal that decided to promote wrestling with the same structure as with he would promote circus, right? So imagine circus tent, okay, circus trucks, um, circus marketing tactics of just like a papering a town with with posters and stuff. It's always the same poster, and then you just change the part where you put the date, right? Um, wow. and you would use and you would use like specific um, images of wrestlers. Johnny Moss was one of them. Johnny Moss uh, was like front and center because he booked Johnny Moss once, so he was able to use his image forever. Um, and um, and basically, he would like go into a town and do shows Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday uh, afternoon. Okay, 
And then eventually that became, because he couldn't get wrestlers from Portugal to go on Friday nights to, to wrestle, that eventually became Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening, and um, and Sunday afternoon, okay? And then, um, obviously, this didn't work, uh, even though um, I got paid for this um, every, every time I went for a few months. Uh, and it was the the time in my life that made me realize that I actually like really enjoyed wrestling and probably want, wouldn't be fine traveling around and doing wrestling for a living. Um, there would be like Saturday shows um, where he'd be like, oh, we're we're, uh, um, we're probably only going to be able to pay you one of these days, one of these shows. So if you don't want to do this one, that's fine. It's up to you. Um, or we're going to like put them together uh and and just go for that so like it didn't work and i i know i like i regularly wrestle in front of like 15 people okay but the worst one uh he goes to this town right and he finds like a field in the middle of nowhere and he it's i'm not sure if it's because it's summer or because like he structurally couldn't do it he doesn't put the roof on top of the tent so he has like the tent all around and he doesn't have a roof on top i think it's because he had no way to to put the roof because he needs to to be like with, with whatever I don't know um, I don't know our tent, architecture of tents but because of that and like it's a field that's in like it's like like a small like parking lot or whatever like an old um, an area that wasn't being used for construction and surrounding us was tons of tall buildings which meant that anyone could go on the window and see the show from their balcony <sighs> or their windows right. And obviously, no one bought a ticket. But when it was time for the show, everyone was on their balconies <laughs> to see what was there. And you got like, you ended up having two people with a ticket. One of them was a former wrestler that lived in that town and just wanted to, to, to see friends. And I definitely did the stupidest battle royal I've ever done in my life because we just didn't care. We just had fun. The stupidest battle royal. We changed gimmicks and whatever in front of two people. Oh. And that's and because I technically got paid for that, and th- this is a crowd. I think they got their money back, but we still like just put on the battle royal for fun. They technically were a crowd. That's definitely the smallest crowd in front of I ever, uh, in front of which I ever wrestled. Isn't it crazy how like uh, how wrestling people do enjoy wrestling, or at least it draws attention? In the fact that when you said that, like, there's people watching from their balcony. Uh, I remember there was this uh, lucha show I went to. It was at the box park in Croydon, I want to say, and um, yeah, I just I just went down because I was free, so I went down and I was nearby or nearby enough, and uh, and it's just kind of crazy, like how like it was the box park was packed because it's the box park and that's where people go and drink and and eat and stuff like that. It's a cool place, and then there's just a wrestling ring smack dab in the middle, and when you just put the wrestling on. It's drawing like so many people, and so many people are watching and paying attention. They're just like, man, you know, <laughs> you guys like wrestling. You just don't want to admit it to yourselves. Come and buy a ticket <laughs> and come to watch some more wrestling. Because yeah, they, they just you just put on some show. You just put on a wrestling show in front of people for free, and they're all they're all about it. They'll see it with all their eyes. But um, it's then just trying to convert them into actual customers. That do they put- like wrestling or they like free stuff? 
Well, that's it. Exactly. Well, I mean, you want to, but like, you look at their faces, you look at what as they're, as they're watching it, and you're like, oh man, they're enjoying it. And they, and they also seem to kind of have an idea of the rules already and stuff like that. So it's like, they know of wrestling, they know wrestling, how it works. But like, man, there it is. They, they, there it is. They, they're right there enjoying it because it's in front of them. You just want to be like, oh man, make this a thing that you enjoy <laughs> when it's not just like served right in your face for free it's cool yeah uh, it's um you know that a lot of it is the way that it's marketed as well like if i use the same example that i was talking about right um there would be some towns uh, and I, I i i remember this happening twice specifically uh one I, I don't know how this happened but basically happened right there would be i told you that when we did shows on a tent like it didn't draw good right and and we like we would constantly be wrestling for under 20 under 30 people Mm -hmm. but this uh this promoter did two shows in actual venues right and oddly enough the shows in the actual venues drew hundreds and hundreds of people right the marketing was the same uh the strategy was the same but it was only one show as opposed to being three on the same weekend and it wasn't in the, the the circus tent. It was in a venue that people already knew uh, had, in that case, sports. Uh, and they did the shows there, right? So they went and flocked in and, and went to that show. And I'm sure that it was way more profitable for everyone, especially the promoter, even though he continued to go back to the old formula. Um, but I think that, like, mentally, just because... There, there's the free stuff, obviously. Everyone was interested because it was free. Um, but the way it's marketed and sold, like people want to be seen doing thing. Like wrestling needs to sell itself. as cool. as cool. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a nice, cool thing to do. And if wrestling doesn't present itself as that, uh, then it's, it's hard, right? It's hard to not be presented as the clowns when you're going into the circus. I'm using this as like an extreme example, for example. But, but I think like a lot of that is just that, that mentality that needs to, to, to shift, I guess, and, and change. What um just to, to finish up before we we finish here, what have been up to recently? Oh boy! Um, besides besides wrestling your 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 famous injuries, which I'm sure are more famous than you are. Oh my god! Yeah, that's that's been the best part of this. Like, I've had I I'm not allowed to wrestle. <laughs> there is nothing, <laughs> you know. Before I would just be wrestling no matter what, and I'd stop until there was a big opportunity that would come, which would normally come in like two weeks. So I've just only wrestled for, I've only rested for two weeks, but having months where there is no choice, but to rest has been just great for my body. There's still like a little shoulder thing, which kind of like cracks every now and then. Like, I don't even know the word to use, but it's just, it just, there is just like a weird thing there. I'm like, what is that? And what is the actual injury there? And how do I solve it? But for the most part, I feel so healed and so ready to go whenever wrestling comes back. So wrestling has been the big thing. Trying my hand at Japanese, I'm like, I'm talking like I'm on the super early stages of trying to learn Japanese, but it's something to do. And it's like, I've got the time to at least give it a go. Um, other than that, I mean, my laptop died. So um, any <laughs> any chances of doing video editing went right down the drain when uh, that died. So uh it's just like a lot of a lot of me time, a lot of focusing on, uh, you know, just 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 making sure that like my mind, body, and soul are all <laughs> at, at peace. 
I I've been doing um like a vlog on Instagram, right? Um, just like a quick, uh, less than five minutes thing, um, of like highlights of whatever happened the week before. It's um, it's very originally called last week, uh, and like the past two weeks, I've been like, oh, I'm I'm gonna show myself watching wrestling again and recording a podcast again, and. <laughs> <laughs> and I've done this all of this already. People have seen this already, but like, yeah, that's 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 how my life recently. So I just have to to play with the cards that are dealt to me. Um, I'm sure you'll get excited, exciting sooner rather than later. But yeah, like right now, I feel like people who who like wrestlers like us, um, we just been enjoying this time to just not do anything. Which, to be fair, when you're a wrestler, it's very hard. You're not doing anything. Um, even like if you do something else during the week or whatever, um, and weekends would be the time where you don't do anything. Well, the weekends is a time where you're doing wrestling. So it just gets crazy like that. Yeah, it's very interesting how you like, it's not a nine to five. It's not a Monday to Friday, nine to five. So in theory, you should have more time as a wrestler because you're only generally working on weekends if you are regularly working. But it just seems like it's so time-consuming. It takes up so much of your life, that maybe even more so than a Monday nine to um, than a Monday to Friday nine to five. So it is just refreshing where it's like there's actually free time on our hands for once, as opposed to you know you're you're spending your time on the weekdays going to training, going to the gym. Uh, doing something or another to do with wrestling it's just been a great time to actually like again like that stuff when it comes to learning a different language or learning video editing these are all things that are supplementary to wrestling so they're all helpful for that but i just never had time to really go into it the, the way i want to so having this time off has been great to actually do that speaking of time that's all the time we have today that was fun man how can people find you uh you can find me uh at the ojmo on pretty much every social media platform there is um the ojmo.com for merchandise and there's also my wrestlemerch.com if you want to get some merch as well from uh an affiliate of mine they are aiming to be the new i say the new or the uk pro wrestling tees and um i think that they have everything in you know in their uh in their tank to do so so um to check out some merch there and yeah um that's all that's that's if you want to see what i'm doing i might post a thing or two during lockdown on those social media platforms awesome man great talking to you pleasure david Always great to hang out with the OGMO. He's going to be back on the David Francisco podcast for a couple of Learn the Ropes editions. We had a great conversation about his training and about training in general that I'm sure will be very helpful. So look forward to that here on the feed. If you haven't yet, please subscribe or follow whatever you listen to this podcast. If you can, make sure you leave me a rating. It's really helpful. Follow me around at DeFrancisco underscore one everywhere. Let me know what you thought. Tweet me. And that's pretty much it. I hope you have a rest of a good day. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you next time.